everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal 60 newscast. I'm apparently your new anchor, firing off all the wrong buttons tonight. Well, that's what happens in live TV. Let's welcome the Paranormal 60 news correspondents, the paranormal detective, Greg Lawson. Glad to be here, Dave. Good to have you here, my friend. The colonel himself, Martin Vias. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Good. Now, that's some energy. I like it. And ladies and gentlemen, the TI expert from the world of science, news, and entertainment this is eric Folsom. what is a ti expert i don't know i just thought i you know i didn't want to say it because that makes you more nerdy so if i oh, throw it as I ti it. yeah banker just doesn't have the same edge to it either so you know i just try I'm to give a you the TI investigator i appreciate uh, it well we hurt marty's feelings apparently he is bailed out on this case marty is out of here that guy you know texas speaking of texas i'm gonna be in texas next week with my buddies here from the paranormal 60 so we're going to be broadcasting live from texas at least that's the plan at some point unlike marty who may be online or maybe not we don't know we don't know i don't know what happened there but uh i'm here that's those white shades man yeah it is it is yeah but you look much less jaundiced thank you yeah we've been worried about you yeah. yeah, people, people have been healthy. asking if, uh, if you know, your liver's given out. So I'm glad to see that you look healthier. I'm working at it, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it's still still a work in progress. Speaking of a work in progress, apparently, boys, the news reporting agencies around the world have been listening to this show, and they realize just how incredibly stupid uh, comparing asteroids to hippos and giraffes really is. This week, news... Huge asteroid to pass Earth Thursday, maybe over 2,500 feet wide. Finally, a a graphic we can understand, 2,500 feet wide, gentlemen. That's great. It's a lot more sense in those right. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking of, this is breaking news that just came out a little bit ago, and I'm very excited about it. And I'll I'll play a little piece of video and explain why in a few seconds. Uh, Astronomers are about to make a massive announcement about something in the Milky Way. In two weeks' time, the European Southern Observatory is going to present the world with new information about our Milky Way. It's anyone's guess what that announcement will be, but based on what we know of their recent efforts, there's reason to get excited. The results being presented are from the Event Horizon Telescope Project, which has been responsible for producing the first-ever image of a black hole, which is what we're looking at on screen. This came out in 2019. Now, for years, the EHT project has been studying the heart of our our home galaxy, the Milky Way, which is most likely home to a supermassive black hole known as Sagittarius A. Now, whatever they found, they're making a big deal about it. Since the scientists are hosting simultaneous press conferences around the globe, it's a good chance that what they're keeping under wraps is the next installment after the historic 2019 moment of the first black hole reveal. A conference is going to be streamed about the findings online on the 12th of May at about um, 1500 CST. I don't, I don't know, at nine o'clock Eastern time, eight o'clock central time, followed by a YouTube event with six astronomers from around the world. Press releases will include extensive supporting audio visual material. That's exciting. I, I'm on the list. Hopefully, we're going to get some information on this to present. If astronomers have managed to produce a direct image of Sagittarius A's event horizon, it will be a historic moment, and you're not going to want to miss it. Black holes are extremely difficult to image because they quite literally look invisible, absorbing all the electromagnetic radi- radiation. 
All that we can hope is to see the event horizon, essentially the black hole's outline, which represents where light can no longer escape the black hole's gravitational forces. But Sagittarius A is obscured by a cloud of dust and gas, which you see presented in this picture. And it makes it particularly difficult to study. So if astronomers have imaged the black hole's horizon, it should appear as a glowing donut. This is the black hole's accretion disk, a ring of gas and dust that gives off extreme radiation as it falls into the abyss. ESO's press release is promising something groundbreaking which is the same wording they used before announcing the first direct image of a black hole in 2019. The black hole was at the center of the galaxy M87, and it has a mass of 6.5 billion times that of our sun. Its event horizon has a radius of roughly 20 billion kilometers, and it's really far away. Experts are comparing a direct image of it to observing an object, gentlemen, one millimeter in size from a distance of about 8,000 miles away. Just wrap your brains around that. That is insanely small. Now, what excited me about it was I was watching the press release. I was watching the videos uh, th that came out this morning, and I, I stole just a very small clip of this because one of the astronomers came up, and, and he had an interesting part to say. Let, let me play this for you. Michael Kramer here from the ERC said, the history of science will be divided into the time before the image and the time after the image. That's pretty big. Now, just to put that in, in conventional terms here, folks, that when this image is finally shown, everything that's come before it, we are going to think of this moment as event horizon in science because this is it. There's something huge. Now, a few minutes later, he says something really interesting. He said, we've all had an interest in science and space. And, and, and he in particular talked about his interest in science fiction and that he's very excited about the findings. Then he goes on to talk about the fact that he remembers going to see the movie The Black Hole with his father. And he said, he, he kind of alludes to the fact, imagine if we could see the multiverse. And then he kind of goes on. So have they maybe photographed inside the black hole? Are we seeing something on the other side? I'm excited. I, I can't wait. And the way they're pumping this up, it, you know, I understand to a lot of people are going to be like, uh, okay, we got a clear picture of an event horizon, but it is extremely hard. That starts giving us a lot more science and understanding of what's actually going on out there. So I don't know about you nerds, but this has got me kind of psyched. I can't wait to see what kind of information. And again, I just find it weird that he's talking about how this is so exciting to him. He can't wait to share the news that they can't share yet. And then he goes on to kind of relate it to, you know, believing in a multiverse. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. Well, I wonder if they're going to release this, Dave. Uh, this came out this morning and they're going to release it on like May 15th, I believe May it was. 15th. Yeah. So very exciting, uh, very cool moment. I'm, I'm super psyched about what comes next, so we'll, we'll keep you guys abreast. Now, I'm heading to Texas next week. Well, at least I was going to head to Texas next week until I got my first news story here, guys. And this has got me a little, uh, little verklempt. Here we go. Uh, big question for you guys. Why do creepy dolls keep appearing on Texas beaches? That's what Southern Living asked by reporter Megan Overdeep. It's funny that Overdeep is the one writing about the beach. Shells, sea creatures, and assorted treasures watch up on, wash up on the sandy shores of the Texas coastal bend every day, about 30 miles northeast of Corpus Christi. 
Researchers at the Mission Aransas Reserve find all those things, but they also find dolls. Lots and lots of dolls. Missing hair and limbs and encrusted in barnacles. The dolls have been appearing on Texas barrier islands for years. Jace Tunnel, the director of the Mission Aransas Reserve at the University of Texas Marine Science Institute, sold, or told Southern Living that the dolls seem particularly drawn to the area between Padre Island and Matagorda Island. Researchers survey the 40-mile stretch of the coast twice a week looking for sea turtles, marine mammals, and endangered bird species. Tunnel describes the creepy dolls and other debris they find along the way as a perk of the job. Every day is something new, he told the McClatchy News. Just when you think you found everything that could possibly wash up on the shore, something else washes up. Tunnel and his team regularly share photos of their findings on Facebook, and the dolls have amassed quite a bit of a cult following. But the same questions keep popping up. Why so many dolls? And why are they here? Now. The area is not reportedly cursed. The region is, however, a magnet for debris from Mexico. Texas Coastal Bend beaches uh, get 10 times the amount of trash than any other beach in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, Tunnel told McClatchy. He explained that the dolls of all kinds wash up due to a loop current that spans from the Yucatan Peninsula to Florida. The current creates eddies that push debris toward Texas. As for the dolls, Tunnel can't say whether or not they're haunted, but he's confident They'll keep washing up. The creepy dolls are currently being stored in a bucket to be sold at a yearly fundraising auction. Fundraising auction. Why have you not been buying these dolls for me, guys? I will be. I don't know if you happen to see that doll in the far right there. It looks like she was holding a beer in her hand. <laughs> yeah. A doll for you? That, well, here's, doll. here's here's actual footage from that uh, Facebook uh, post that they're saying. Can we take down the, the comment from Laura? Thank you. Oh boy, the creepy doll. I know a bunch of you weirdos out there like this, but this is some stuff that comes up all the time. Look at that, gooseneck barnacles growing out of the eye. Wow, maybe we're gonna sell this one on the internet. Okay, this is Kelly Savage today, holding up the doll for the day. You know, we find about a couple of these every month and so this one's pretty wild <laughs> okay this is a little creepy entertainment for uh your monday for the beachcombing episode uh, we'll see y'all later bye <laughs> you weirdos yeah that would be me take my money i want the barnacle doll is that wrong i want that doll is, is yeah. there a link to the uh the auction uh, no, I, I will keep an eye on it and find Please out. You do. guys are in Texas. What you sound like you got a hundred miles away. Did you turn your microphone off, Eric? I did not. The, am I wrong, guys, or does he sound really quiet and far away? It sounds like he's in a, uh, yeah, a I was thinking about right. Mm -mm, something's wrong there, buddy. Mm. Might want to uh, check your, your microphone settings there. Good thing our, our next story is the Colonel's, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to bring to the foreground the colonel himself, Martin Baez. Speaking hey. of creepy-ass dolls, Marty, what have we got going? Well, hey, Dave. Listen, uh, one question I have, though. I have yes. to ask you this. Yes. You just had, like, 1,000 dolls that you had stuffed in your garage, and you, yes. you, you, you've just sold off in the, the last year, and now you're looking at 
auction or, or buying another bucket full of dolls after well after the no, here's the deal. The the dolls that are washing up on the beach, those are just barnacle encrusted and crab hermit crabs living in their head. Those just are cool. I just think that would be a neat piece to have on my shelf. Oh, okay. Until it climbs the off the counter, right? Yeah, uh, right. But don't worry. I've got an update for you on the haunted doll situation. So where are we starting with this tale? Okay. Hey, Dave. So, you know, thanks to films like The Conjuring, uh, Chucky, haunted dolls are no longer just the domain of paranormal investigators and toy collectors. Unfortunately, these dolls are showing up in toddlers, in toddlers cribs and in museums around the world. Even Stormy Daniels claims to have a haunted doll named Susan. But but one woman, yep, there it is. One woman claims to have a haunted doll that is causing her neighbors to leave and move away from the apartment complex that they live in. User Soul Mori, boy, you give me these names every week, Dave. Words every is hard. Week. Words yes. is hard. Yeah. That words. <laughs> <laughs> she began claiming in April of 2021 that there was a ghost named Gilbert haunting her family. Over time, her fascination with the paranormal led her to start collecting haunted dolls, which she keeps in her apartment. Uh, shortly after starting to collect these dolls, her neighbors started moving moving away from the apartment complex. Uh, she she has quite the doll collection. She has one uh, called Gilbert. Well, hold on. And, Let me. I, I gave you a specific uh, lineup so that we could play this video, Mark. Oh, you, okay. You just, you're you're trying to take I'm over the industry right here. We got to yeah. let her. We got to give her a chance to speak and tell <laughs> us her story. Have you had any complaints from your neighbors? So I assume this is regarding the paranormal activity that occurs in my very haunted apartment. Now I am aware that I made the apartment haunted by collecting all of these haunted objects, and yes. The neighbors have recognized the paranormal activity that radiates from my apartment. Shortly after I started collecting haunted dolls, I did notice a few people moving out in a very quick succession. And also just in passings by as you see people, a few people have mentioned, hey, have you experienced anything weird here? Also, my doll collection is visible from my window, so I can't help what people must think when they see my huge shelves full to the brim with creepy dolls. I do be honest and I say I do collect haunted objects and that is just what I do for a hobby, that's what I believe in. Most of them are like, cool. But I do everything in my power to contain it to my apartment. I regularly cleanse my apartment and also the corridor directly outside of my front door. And I kindly ask the spirits, please do not bother anybody else. But I am aware that there is only a certain level of control I have over the spirits and what they choose to do. As of now, there are quite a few vacant apartments in my block and it's kind of surrounding my apartment. I've spoke to my landlord and they said, well, it's your choice. That's what you choose to do. And of course, I cannot confirm that all of these vacant apartments are due to the paranormal activity, but neighbors have uh, registered and acknowledged that they have experienced some. So do I think I'm the sole reason for people moving out? Not necessarily, but I do have to acknowledge that there may be some influence my goal is to obviously get a house so no one else is plagued or bothered by what I choose to do. And I remember I got a comment, can people take you to court for that? Imagine me and all my haunted dolls in a courtroom. 
Um, I don't think so. But yeah, sorry if I made you move out. My bad. <laughs> sorry bad. if I made you my move bad. out. My bad. Oops. My bad. bad. Yeah. So, um, whoa. Yeah, go ahead, Marty. We're getting some uh, feedback here. Are you get is that the demonic dolls getting? I think it's the demonic dolls. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Are you? Okay. That's weird. Yeah, it's her. Yeah. It's got to be her. Uh huh. Oh, now I'm getting it too. Uh... Eric, mute your microphone. I have a. Ever since, yep. There I we go. That's it. Yeah. And that's Eric. It. And Eric is there uh, again. I remember. I remember. Don't my say first it. Time Don't say it. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead, this, Marty. I have some some final information about this story, which is is pretty important. Uh, some of the names of these dolls again: Gilbert, which uh, she found in her family home, along with a Ouija board and a creepy mural; Gloria, a clown puppet she found in the house's crawl space; Cecilia and Cynthia, who must have just turned up since she doesn't reveal how she found them, mm. and yeah. She claims that these dolls move and talk to her, making an unsettling statement such as, I knew I was going to die, and I have never known peace. So, uh, pretty creepy stuff. So, that doll must have been married with kids. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there. What? But yeah. I'm just, I, it's just, a, it's an observation, Eric. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hey, Eric. Oh, All right. Hey, sorry. Gotta go, guys. That is here. What is going on, Eric? It, it, I think it might be our buddy Eric Folsom's microphone yeah. that's going bonkers. Let's uh, let's bring in the paranormal detective while we hey. try to sort things out with Eric Folsom. Yeah. Uh, a, all right. Where are we beginning with you, sir? Where are you, Where are you beginning with me? Yeah. What's What's your first story for us? Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're going to go to a popular mechanics reporter, Jennifer Lehman. She says scientists suggest aliens created our universe in a lab really? yeah really yeah just like this one <laughs> yeah. scientists yeah yeah uh could our universe have been created in a petri dish harvard astronomer avi loeb seems to think so in a or, scientific or Ameri- Loeb. yeah avi loeb lobe probably yeah loeb loeb i don't know Maybe. i don't know where he i'm said, from comes avi. loeb thank you avi loeb avi loeb all right, so okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a scientific American op-ed, he suggests that a higher class of civilization may have conjured up our universe in a laboratory far, far away. Okay. Since our universe has a flat geometry with a zero net energy, an advanced civilization could have developed a technology that created baby universes out of nothing through quantum tunneling. He suggests that... Uh, this would unite two seemingly opposite notions. A higher power might be driving our fate and a secular concept of quantum gravity. So uh, primarily, this theory hinges on a far-off advanced civilization's ability to mold both quantum mechanics and gravity and subsequently identifying and recreating all the universe's ingredients. Loeb or Loeb. Uh, has devised a framework that breaks advanced civilizations down into classes based on their ability to reproduce astrophysical conditions that lead to its existence. Earthlings would fall into class C, which is a low-level technological civilization. 
uh, we would not be able to recreate our current condition should our son suddenly die. He suggests we might even follow into a class D category because we're actively, yeah, we're actively <laughs> destroying our own home as we speak. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's sad. But, you know, we just saw all the trash on the beach, and uh, that makes sense. So, uh, on the other hand, Class B civilizations are advanced enough to recreate conditions in which they live independent of their host star. But what he's talking about is a Class A civilization, like our proposed creators would be able to generate large amounts of dark energy and create baby universes that could potentially spawn life. He says this is truly truly a bonkers idea but it's interesting to think about and it brings up a set of intriguing questions what makes a civilization truly technologically advanced and are we an advanced simulation that's what he said what do you make of that this advanced simulation theory you know are we living in the matrix seems to be gaining some some real yeah. uh steam and then you yeah. look at things like our planet has these lines these uh, ley lines energy lines and when you take it back it's it's almost like that early 70s graphics designs right everything's that that grid patterning there are strange things that happen i can tell you when i was filming an episode of um, ghost adventures and we had a drone and we were at the location where travis walton had been abducted we flew the drone straight up in the air to try to get some footage. And as it was shooting the air, the air, the, the sky vanished and became pixelated, like gray static, like you would see on the old TV shows, right? Uh, when the screen would go to gray. Um, but you could still see the treetops. Everything else was perfectly clear, but the sky was static. It was so unusual, so bizarre. Do you believe that we're nothing that more than computer simulations? Well, it, it makes you think because a, a lot of people think that we see what what we see because the, uh, our eyes are the windows to the universe or whatever, and it's not these uh, the eyes that wait, we wait, have. Wait, 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 because well. our because our eyes are the window to the universe. Did you use that to try to get laid in college a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Never worked. Oh, Never worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I mean, we should go back oh, and I'll Jesus. play my guitar for Here you. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, you know, your I'm eyes are the windows Rudy. to the universe. I'm, I'm sure drinking you ruby red. Yeah, sure you are. Ruby red. Yeah, shine a yeah. ruby red right there. Yeah. You're already there. Was that was already one mark off uh, at that point? <laughs> ruby red. I think I have class in the morning. I'll see you later. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the colonel taking you to task, son. Uh, Jesus hey, wow. hey, Dave. Yes, though, I want to ask you something here. Okay, uh, Marty. Loab. Did you see Loab? What, what's with the uh, pipe? in the picture is he going to hit someone with that or, or what's going I, on there let's ask yeah. let's ask eric because that to me looks like he's in some kind of like brewery or i don't know yeah. am i wrong look at that eric that's where they're they're making the I universe think it's the lake, actually yeah. yeah yeah what what did you think it was eric uh, greg was talking over you because he's drunk on grapefruit beer <laughs> eric are you there is a lace we... pipe a lace oh, a lace pipe Eric, can you hear us? <laughs> you got to be internet. <laughs> I got, I've, I've, uh, you're getting me nervous here, buddy. I don't yeah, know. Are no. you, uh, yeah, you're next too. You're the, you're the next wow. story on the price is right. All right, Eric. 
uh, when I'm there, maybe we can take up a collection and get you routers all through the castle. Oh man. So that way you can have internet that works everywhere. Where are we going for your story, my friend? Well, this is a little bit crazy because my story is also about heavy lobe. Okay. Your audio is bonkers. No. So you know what? Try unplugging your whole headset. Just pull the whole thing out and let's go laptop because I think you're fritzing out on the on the headset. We're going old school. Yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go and see if it's it's your internet or if it's your or if it's that five dollar headset. Yeah. He's pinching pennies everywhere that counts. Now he's frozen. Yeah, I've got him. Okay, there we go. Let let's hear. So better. we've also you, you, yeah, that's better. He's lagging. He's no, your your audio uh, still his, sucks. I'm telling you, I'm bringing my router over to his house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Try try to read for us, Eric. If you can't, I'll take over. Jeez. I appreciate it, Dave. A top scientist is plotting to find out what he believes is alien technology lying at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Or as I call it as this? a child, the Pacific Ocean. Oh, very nice. What? Uh, who is, is the scientist? Lisa's dad, Avi Loeb. I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> you said, or it's otherwise known as Loeb. 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 Loeb would be L O B E, not L O E B. Okay. Loeb. I've been reading Let's... the comments and uh, and I appreciate, um, I forget who it was there that said every time that, that Marty makes a mistake in pronunciation, we have to drink. And someone said about not having enough alcohol. I'm not sure what that means, Marty, but. Jeez. All right. Take, uh, take, the guy with audio problems is taking shots at you, Marty. All I have to say is Loab. <laughs> and you said it. All right. Heather, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. All let's right. get to this. If, mm-hmm. if Eric's audio was video, it would be pixelated. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All Listen. right. Let's, let, let's try to let him get through the story. All right. Go for it. And if you have friends like I have friends. <laughs> keep your enemies close. You've got friends? Bring them around sometime. The three of us would like to meet them. All right, listen. Who are we going to talk about? Avi? Lisa Loeb's dad? Yeah. Yeah, All right. Yeah, Avi Loeb. He's a controversial astrophysicist who believes an interstellar object that crash-landed on Earth in 2014 was some form of spacecraft. A U.S. Space Command report released last week confirmed that the object was indeed from another star system. The agency concluded that the projectile, which streaked across the sky off the coast of Manus Island, Papua New Guinea, was a meteor. I think you have a, a live picture of that. Wonderful. Professor Loas, <laughs> however, oh. is having none of it. He claimed on Wednesday that the object could have been built by extraterrestrials. Our discovery of an interstellar meteor heralds a new research frontier, the Harvard astronomer wrote in an essay for the debrief. Think about this. This is an educated man, Harvard astronomer. I'm listening to what he has to say. The fundamental question is... Hopefully he's got better audio than you do, though. Oh, don't you worry. Next week, next week... We're going to string up the tin cans and yarn across the house and try to make communication? Listen... I'm, I'm I'm a civil servant, and I'll put in some money for this. I, mean, I don't know. You know what, Eric? You That's know what? 
keep doing you're doing a great job just just don't let them affect you all i know is everybody in the comments are supporting me wayne thank you very much i saw yeah i think ruby said something earlier they understand what it's like to deal with you three yeah <laughs> ruby that's the drink that that greg is touting there yeah the drink's talking to me okay yeah all right the fundamental question is whether mm -hmm. any interstellar meteor might indicate a composition that is unambiguously artificial in origin. I just want to say, had Marty read that, we would have had to drink three times in that sentence. You know, you know, okay. It's my turn to speak. All right. uh -huh. Professor Loeb has spent decades it's studying. It's my turn to speak. Listen, the audio is freaking worked. I know. Let's go. All right. Professor Loeb has spent decades studying astronomy and more recently has trained his sights on the possibility that life exists beyond Earth. His bold claims frequently make headlines and he has faced criticism from others in his field over his sometimes outlandish extraterrestrial theories. Mm -hmm. Working with a student at Harvard, the professor was actually the astronomer who identified the object as interstellar a few years ago. The pair wrote a paper about it, but were instructed not to publish it because they used classified government data. Wait, they used what? Oh. What was that word? Classified? Damn Class it. <laughs> classified. Did you hear that, Marty? Sir, yeah. I think that was classified information. <laughs> he is Marty's from the military. He knows classified when he hears it. You know, I'll be the first to drink on that one. <laughs> I would invite all like of you to see some... for our Cinco de Mayo show. I'd yes. like to see some comments about people drinking at this point. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, after yes. the U.S. Space Command confirmed their hunch on April 7th, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lisa Loeb's dad is calling for an expedition <laughs> to find whatever's left of the object. In his essay, he noted that a retrieval expedition mm -hmm. could be achieved using scooping magnets to explore the 10 square kilometer region of the specific ocean where the object is thought to have landed. I like it. Are those like the magnets you can buy on the big rope that you take out and spin and throw it into the water and then drag stuff in? I can't afford rope, Dave. I got that for Christmas like two years ago, and I have not been able to use it yet. I want to go magnet fishing. Should I bring it to Texas? Yes. What we what are that thing we do here where we stuck our stick our arms like a fish's mouth? What's that called, Greg? Yeah, it's noodling. That's what we're gonna do at night. No, I'm talking about the fishing thing. <laughs> keep hey, keep the hand, keep the fist down if you will. Yeah, it's right. family show. Come on now. All right, Eric's already beginning to disappoint with his naughtiness. Let's see, Martin, you are up next. What's our next tale of of insanity? Well, Greg, Eric, I'm Dave. And Dave. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wanted to give all three of you a chance this time. Thanks. Mark Gray reports in Wonderwall that a Facebook post shared on April 20th includes a link to a 2022 art article with the headline, NASA announces communication with four alien races. The uh, caption reads, NASA spokeswoman Tris Chamberson has publicly acknowledged that NASA has been in communication with four alien races. The post generated over 7,000 interactions and 1,400 shares in less than a week. NASA told USA Today the claim is false. Surprise, surprise. NASA claims this article is a rewrite of an August 2016 article from Waterford Whispers News. The site's disclaimer page says it is a satirical 
newspaper that uses invented names in all its stories. And you notice I read satirical perfectly. Slowly, Slowly but Slowly. perfectly. But I'm going to drink to it anyways. You keep saying satirical perfectly well, but it's archetal that's confusing oh, you. Oh, yes. <laughs> the archetal aspect of this. I uh, didn't... No, no, you got by with that one. I think we'll we'll let you go. You you corrected before you actually said archetal twice, so we'll give you that really? article. Archetal, yeah, that's all right, buddy. You got right. what I meant. I did. I was right with yeah. you. We have to take a very quick break. We'll Thank be back God. right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However... There are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on. And if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Just a couple of cool places you can come see me and all these other wonderful speakers throughout the year. We'll keep updating you on that. I do want to show you guys something pretty cool that uh, is out. I've, I've partnered with our pals at Moximalis, and they have created an official Paranormal 60 protection and energy bracelet notice the skull in there where is he oh creepy kids these are all uh genuine stones and crystals meant for protection grounding healing uh there's cherry jade for passion warrior energy and it removes fear there's howlite which brings about clarity inner peace patience there's uh, obsidian for grounding and protection against negative energy hematite which is very stabilizing and maintains connection to the physical body while you're doing spiritual work smoky quartz which will release all that you do not be served by. So all that negative energy is going to transmute into positive energy for you. Uh, there's also snowflake obsidian, which helps to achieve balance in mind, body, spirit, and for cleaning unwanted energies. This really helps you for keeping one foot planted in the spiritual realm and one in the physical realm. We've got these available. They are limited right now. If you are interested, just email me, Dave at paranormal60.com. That's Dave at Paranormal60.com. You can get one of these genuine stones and crystal 
uh, protection and energy uh, bracelets. They're $40 a piece. Plus, I think it's $5 shipping and handling. So email me, Dave, at Paranormal60.com and get your official Paranormal 60 energy and protection bracelet. Boys, are you going to order yours? Look at Eric's uh, already on. One, could you send one on my behalf to Greg, please? Yes, I will definitely make sure all of my team get one on that. Uh, we've got it. Oh, I mentioned, Marty, you brought up my doll collection. Yes. So I've I've whittled out a lot of the dolls that I've had over the over the years. And, uh, you know, I still take some. I do not sell the ones that are really dark, malevolent dolls. But I did have a family drop off this charming character for me. Uh, they said that they found her in their attic. They moved into a new house, kept hearing weird things up in the attic. And when they went up there, she was standing near the opening of the attic. If that's not weird enough, the part that really freaks out the family, her eyes are red. Can you see that? Terrifying. Yeah. So I've got this haunted beauty now in my home. Uh, if you're interested and you like it, uh, go ahead and message me at David Paranormal 60 and put in your bids. Highest bid by uh, Monday gets to take this sweetheart home. So just uh, try to keep it within the uh, 50 states if we can. I've, I've got some friends from other countries that keep trying to buy stuff and then it's like $300 shipping and handling and that just doesn't seem right. But if you're interested in this uh, creepy ne'er-do-well doll, email me, Dave, at paranormal60.com. Put in a bid and like I said, Monday I'll let you know uh, who won. <laughs> Eric's got the next bid going. Let's uh, let's get back into some news. Colonel, you're up. Where are we going next? Well, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. I apologize. You're not up. Greg, I was uh, I was wow. prematurely kerneling wow. right there. He's wow. <laughs> prematurely kerneling. That's, That's right. right. You don't want to prematurely kernel. Oh, in boy. Like this. Yeah. All right, Greg, what have we got? Let's go to another popular mechanics uh, article. According to another uh, popular mechanics reporter, Caroline Delbert, scientists say there's an anti-universe running backwards in time anti-universe running backwards in time scientists believe they in time that's right yeah that's a good one in time okay Okay. so anyway uh scientists believe there could be an anti-universe somewhere out there that looks like a mirror image of our own universe reciprocating most of everything that we do Uh, if this theory if this theory holds true it could explain the presence of dark matter Hmm. If so, it would essentially spread out backwards in time prior to the Big Bang in the same way our universe progressed forward in time after the Big Bang. In a new paper in the journal Annals of Physics, Annals of Physics. Thank you for keeping it clean. All right. um, Researchers from the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Ontario, Canada. Wait, for, suggest- uh, for what theoretical <laughs> what? Physics? Yes. <laughs> theoretical <laughs> physics. You get theoretical right. right, but physics is the word that throws you. I like that. Uh, I'm drinking. Per- I'm a drinker. You know, Wayne, uh, drinking. Mm. Theoret- All right, so Perimeter Institute for Theore- Theoretical <laughs> Physics in Ontario, Canada suggests that the Big Bang might have been smaller and more symmetrical than we actually think. One cool thing about this model is the Big Bang is that it uh, it removes the need for what scientists call inflation, a period of time in which the universe massively expanded 
in order to account for its size soon after birth. Instead, the matter could have naturally expanded over time in a less forceful way, which could simply uh, be the explanation for what happened. In this, uh, uh, or if this sounds like some wild and heady stuff, he says, uh, you're absolutely right. But using this kind of new theory is a critical part of cosmology because it helps them decide what their next theoretical step is. I don't know if that sounds deep and heady and it definitely sounds drunk and slurry. Am am I right, gentlemen? Dude, I... I'll drink I am, that. <laughs> I am into one ruby red, shine a ruby red. That's the sad <laughs> thing like about drunk, yeah. That's the mm-hmm. sad thing about this whole situation. <laughs> All right, Eric. Easter Easter just took place a few weeks ago. We thought the news stories of Jesus were over, but you tell me that there's there's something big brewing out in the world. What's happening? Well, this is a very uncomfortable story, actually, Dave. From you, so I brought no. along a little friend to help me tell it. Oh, don't do that. That's uh, great. Do you know what this right. is? Oh, yeah. She rode all the way to Roswell with us. Oh, God. Yeah. We'll save that was... story for later. Okay. Right. Thank you. Off air, please. Go ahead. Okay. A man claiming to be Jesus reincarnate kisses a minor in a Florida locker room. Now, hmm. who would have thought this fine, upstanding young man right. did something like this? Uh-huh. As reported in the New York Daily News by Brian Nemitz, a 39-year-old man is accused of forcibly kissing a minor on the lips in a Florida locker room. The man claims he also used to be the son of God. Now, as I read this, I thought to myself, mm-hmm. he used to be. What is he now? Well, you know the old saying, used to bees don't count anymore. They just lay on the floor till you sweep them away. That's Neil Diamond. And he is the bard, so I'm sure he knows. He did a fantastic Christmas song with Stevie Nicks. He did not. Look it up. All right, listen, let me get to this. Okay. Too long tonight. Okay. You know, serial killers always have how many names? Usually three, like John Wayne Gacy, Richard Eric Speck. Alan. Oh, is it Alan? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. James Trevor Brian Thompson. Hmm. Was arrested Monday. Is that Thompson with a P or without a P? P. Mm-hmm. Hard P. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't either. <laughs> was arrested Monday after allegedly cornering a boy in a crunch fitness center, talking about love, being a vegan, and asking for a hug. He also told the victim that he was Jesus Christ in another life, according to a Pinellas County arrest affidavit. Police said... James Trevor Brian Thompson with a heartbeat mm-hmm. walked up to the victim inside the locker room at a Clearwater Crunch Fitness and started talking to him about love and being a vegan. Two very different things. Mm-hmm. Reports say the victim tried walking past the much larger suspect who's listed as unemployed. I'm not sure what that has to do with his size, standing six foot two mm-hmm. and weighing a mere 240 pounds. From the town of Bethlehem in the left-hand corner. It sounds like he's at the weigh-in. Caesar's Caesar's Palace. And the King of Beers is proud to present tonight's title bout. All right. Thompson faces charges of false imprisonment and simple battery. A Facebook page belonging to James Trevor Brian Thompson, who also goes by the name Tree Bear. Or Jesus. (laughs) 
I wish I could make it up. No, he is the son of the former son of God known as Jesus. He's Jesus. now tree bear. Tree bear. Yeah, he's okay. tree bear. Yeah. Makes claims to his proprietor having mm-hmm. been Jesus in my last life. Hmm. And his webpage talks about reincarnation. This is all to tell you, this is why I don't work out. Dumbest news of the day. Wait, wait, wait. wait you wait, did wait. it, Eric. You've Come won on. two weeks in a row. No, Greg won last week. This is oh, not dude. an award I want. Take that back. There's still I... more stories to go. I'm not to choose when this is a really uncomfortable. When you know, Eric, jumps in. Listen, those of yeah. you that are in the chat, please force Dave to pull back. I no, can't. no. I, once it happens, it happens. That's right. Yeah. Colonel, take, no, take us can away. We, can we move on? This is please. going long anyway. Wow. <laughs> can't wait to crack that next <laughs> glass of Cinnabon beer. Yeah, open. really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So no, um, only- I'll, I'll open my please. I don't want to get too wasted here. Devil's backbone. How's that? I'll do a devil's backbone. It's a good thing that you're cracking that open because it fits right in with our next story. Martin, tell them what's going on. Talking about devils. Mm -hmm. Gretchen Clayson reported in the Daily Caller that the Satanic Temple is suing a Pennsylvania school board after their petition to begin a after-school Satan club was voted down last week. Yep, there you go. Attorneys for the Satanic Temple said the lawsuit will determine whether the Northern York County Board discriminated against the Satanic Temple by allowing some after-school clubs, but not the temples. Hmm. Allegedly, school officials stated that if the club removed Satan from its name, the chances of it becoming a club would be improved, according to ABC 13 News. Attorneys for the Satanic Temple argued that the board cannot say we're going to have only religious groups or only secular groups or only religious groups, but only if they are popular. They can't have a language. Wait, they can't have language groups, but then refuse to allow someone to teach Arabic. I guess that was the attorney's example there. Um, the Satanic Temple believes that the school board is far outside its authority to even pretend our First Amendment rights were subject to their vote at all. KTUL News reported litigations should take anywhere from 18 months to two years or even longer if the case makes it to the Supreme Court. So uh, pretty, pretty heavy duty stuff there. Um, who who just decides, you know what? Our grade school needs a good Satan satanic club. Te- temple club. Does this I, this is the actual mascot for the satanic temple after school satan club and is it just me or does this satan look like he would speak like this hello everyone i'm satan titan yeah yeah, kind of a, yeah. yeah. i i yeah. you know it's yeah i mean uh, on one side you see the whole first amendment you know mm-hmm. sting but on the other side you see the satan temple mascot and so you got to just ask yourself you know where do you want to leave your kids after school, you know, I can say where I don't want to leave them. Isn't it more about separation of church and state as opposed to satanic or Christian though? Good point. Very Mm -hmm. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Charlie. Yeah. I I like it. Nice. Mike Charlie. Well, you don't have a mic though. uh, (laughs) He dropped Trying to make up up for the worst news story of the the vote Greg off the island. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right, Greg, where are we going next? Sir? Oh, we doing something? Hold on. Let me yeah. get my uh let me get yeah, my welcome huge to the show. Oh, yeah. 
Fair we are at work here, uh, Greg. I got I got to get this huge piece of paper here that mm -hmm. I inflated. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. How about Unilad? Let's go to a Unilad reporter, Jess Hardiman. She says, uh, Megan Fox confirms she and Machine Gun Kelly drink each other's blood. Let me mm -hmm. do it uh, from East uh, East Texas accent. Uh, uh, Megan Fox confirms that she and Machine Gun Kelly drink each other's blood. Is that, that uh, a good are we going to get beat up in Texas now? Because he's making yeah, fun of part of Texas. I'm leaving Jeez. Texas right now. Yeah. So Megan Fox has confirmed that she and her fiance, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, drink each other's blood on occasion, saying it only tends to involve a few drops for ritualistic purposes only. That's all. Just ritualistic purposes. Yeah. She, she said that her beau and her drink one another's blood to celebrate their engagement. Fox's caption said, in July of 2020, we sat under the banyan tree as we asked for magic, and we obviously uh, were oblivious to the pain that we would face together in such a short, prophetic period of time. Now, that wouldn't be prophetic. That would be uh, frenetic. Pathetic? Fren frenet pathetic, pathetic, maybe? Frenetic. Like that like really fast or something. Yeah, I like it. The colonel had the right term there. Pathetic. There yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, unaware of the work and sacrifices a relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off the love and the karma. So like, she says, somehow, uh, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I've ever imagined possible, he has asked me to marry him. And just like in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow, I said yes. And oh. then we drank each other's blood. It's kind of like how you I met Greg. What? <laughs> you remember. Don't play stupid. No, wow. your thing's cutting out again. I couldn't understand what you're saying. No one believes that anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's not working. Yeah, that is how you met, right? He was cutting the cork off the bottle of blood you two were going to share. Well, I want you to know that this devil's backbone mm -hmm. uh, actually tastes like spinal fluid. It's not really very good. Should we be I worried that you know? There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, mind, I have two questions. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, anyway, um, do you want me to move on? or? Uh, uh, yeah, we're, we've already moved on. Eric Folsom's up yeah. now yeah. showing that celebrities wow. are complete mental cases. Where are we going next? Ah, oh, Nicolas Cage. Who doesn't love a good Nicolas Cage flick? Whoa. Not expecting oh. that. Wow. Jeez. Well, you call the name. He's like Bloody Mary, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh man! All right. So All right. Nicholas Cage. Actually, this is kind of tame for him now that I think about the story. Mm -hmm. Got a two-headed snake after having dreams about eagles. There it is. <laughs> That's his actual snake. Actress Nicholas Cage is having a career renaissance of late with his movies Pig and the unbearable weight of massive talent netting him praise. But he has not lost his eccentricity and just explained why he once had a snake with two heads. For those unaware, the actor recently took the time to speak to GQ, my Bible of fashion, about his life. And in the March piece, he said he had bought a snake with two heads for, how much did he spend for a snake with two heads? Uh, I'm going to say $1,500. Seems a bit much. Marty? I'm saying um, two fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, two hundred fifty dollars. All right. I'm going low. 
Fair. I'd ask Greg, but I don't care. Um, two heads for eighty thousand dollars. I do, Greg. You know I love you. Hang in there. Eighty eighty thousand dollars. Listen, so he's got a, he's got Folsom money. It's a two headed snake, man. Yeah, that's we all have friends like that. Can you imagine the hat thing you could put around when they do die with the two heads? That would be awesome. I could see Greg wearing a hat with that now. Dave. Marty, I'm still thinking that there, Dave. Yeah, well, I well, think yeah. you should. Yeah. All right. Do you want me? To, do you want me to pick up back with the Megan Fox thing? No, I think we, we got the. Mic off. You can yeah. turn your mic off. We're good. Yeah. All right. No, Marty, you stay. Uh, it was briefly about <laughs> other eclectic possessions, like a haunted home in New Orleans, which I think Dave we had actually walked by, mm-hmm. and the Shah of Iran's Lamborghini. Absolutely crazy. It's very strange, he said. I have been having very strange dreams about two-headed eagles. And I, this is a true story, he says, mm-hmm, somebody mm-hmm. contacted my agency and said, oh, there is a person who found a two-headed snake in Norwalk. The next day, it showed up. Suddenly, him saying he is goth, as he did in January, makes so much more sense than it did before. Aside from the unbearable weight of massive talent coming soon, he has the movie Renfeld next year, where he will play the infamous creepy character that hangs with the Count Dracula character. That piece is a dark fantasy horror comedy and will be a less serious take on the vampire than depictions previously. So, if you happen to be in possession of a two-headed eagle, get in touch with Mr. Cage. He would be happy to purchase it. Dumbest news of the day. Wait, okay. I got a call. This is going to be voted on by the listeners going forward. I don't know. I, Scully's in charge of the dumbest news, and you've got two in one here. day. No, no. Okay, how can you have the dumbest news of the day twice? It, maybe he's That's just talking possible. about the whole damn newscast at this point. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be. All right, Marty, you're up. Where are we going next? Hey, how many of you knew that Jim Carrey is the leader of the free world? Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Mark Gray reports in Wonderall that uh, comedian or, or Wonderwall, Wonderwall too. Yeah, yes, yeah, Wonderwall. Yeah. I'll drink to that. that <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving letters out, or is that the Hispanic version of Wonderwall? That's what it is. Exactly. Wonderall. Yeah. Wonderall. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that Wonderwall. got a P in it, Marty? I'm sorry. Is that Wonderwall with a P? It a hard P. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about him. We're moving on. All right. So, okay. Wonderwall. So, Mark Wonderwall. Ray. Wonderwall reports that uh, on April twenty. Wonderwall. I said Wonderwall. Uh-huh. Reported on April twenty seventh that comedian Jason Jason Selvig of Good Liars <laughs> posted a video. Names right. Okay. I know. Come posted on, a video. Man. Let him do it. I know. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Post. They posted a video in which he spoke to a woman claiming that Joe Biden is dead and he is being played by several actors wearing a mask. The woman claims uh, an example of this is when President Biden fell up the stairs going on Air Force One back in March of 2021. She states that that was Jim Carrey. I've heard that he was one of them. Jim Carrey replied to a vid- to the video with two simple words. Oh, dear. The woman who was filmed wearing a bedazzled hat in the video 
insisted that James Woods is also one of the mask-wearing Biden impersonators. It was believed that the video was filmed in Ohio due to a sticker on the woman's shirt endorsing a gubernational candidate from that state. A go- Cooper, is he is he cousins with Gomer in yes. Mount Pilot? Oh, Cooper, na- would that be uh, gubernatorial? <laughs> What's the Cooper? It's gubernat- gubernational. Gubernational. <laughs> I'm reading it. What it says. I don't even see your paper. And I know it's not what it says. I'm reading it directly from uh, Wonderwall. He's, he's got he got the difference between supernatural and gubernatorial. Yeah. I'm reading yeah. this directly from Wonder wait, 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 Marty, your your answer was you're reading it exactly as written, correct? Correct. Uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. Well, Eric. Right. Hang on. Hang on. Let's see if I can find the actual word here. There you go. Paragraph. Par- the second- oh, I know where it's at. I'm just trying to see if I can get it so you people can read it. I think I can't because of the hey, green screen effect. Yeah. It is it is not Cooper National. <laughs> yes, it is. It is gubernatorial. Oh, G-U-B-E-R-N-A-T-O-R-I-A-L. Gubernatural. I want to see your, drunk, your green I'm card, <laughs> Marty. I need to see the green card. That's, that's gubernatural. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. He served in the military. It doesn't go. matter whether uh, he's got a green thank card. You. Thank you for serving. Thank you for serving. But you know what, Marty? Uh, in just gubernational, I think you earn this. Dumbest news of the day. Oh, <laughs> no. I might have to. I might have to have Scully just say dumbest newscaster of the day. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh what in the hell, really? Oh, gubernational. Oh. Hey, gubernational. What time? Is it? It's ten o'clock. We need it's, to wrap this up. No, we still got many, many stories <laughs> oh. to go. So this is a bonus round. Thirty-seven pages, Dave. I know. <laughs> We've got, we've got Greg. You're up next. Oh, Greg. Here we go. <laughs> all right, Greg. Y'all cut me off on my last one. That's no, all right. We got the point. She yeah, drank blood. Greg. He drank no, blood. No, no. The best where? part was coming up. Uh huh. That's so really the best up. part was coming up. Was that another one? Where, we tried to where use machine to gun Kelly would rip his uh, chest open with broken glass and be like, "Take my soul." That was the best part of it. We'll skip over that. Y'all can read that later. I yeah. Hear that part. So let's, uh, hey, while we're at it, let's uh, stick with the celebrities. Let's go to sure. Miley Cyrus's house. Let's okay. Let's do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Truth about Miley Cyrus' uh, haunted house reported by Sophie McAvoy from The List. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from The List. Sure. Wow, okay. that's, that's it. Uh, before Miley Cyrus transformed into a superstar she is today, she lived relatively normal childhood uh, on her family's farm near Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. While her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, was a big name at the time, he raised his daughters and her siblings primarily out of the limelight. But on tour, renting properties is a necessity. While most are uh, nothing out of the ordinary, there was a place in a particular uh, area of London that the singer never forgot. During a European tour, Miley Cyrus rented out a London apartment. It was situated directly opposite of the famed department store Harrods and was the perfect base for the singer. But things soon started to go bump in the night, which eventually led Cyrus to move out of the property altogether. She says it was seriously terrifying. She told L UK in 2003, 
2013. You've, had a, you've had a subscription to that for years, haven't you? Yeah, L-U-K. Yeah, mm-hmm. you bet. Mm-hmm. Or you can say L-E-U-K mm-hmm. uh, in 2013, sorry. Only, uh, only she, if you're a goober national can you say Ellie. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> I'm getting a T-shirt. I know that. Uh-huh. She found out uh, that the apartment situated in Knightsbridge used to be the home of an old bakery run by a father and a son. Cyrus believes that she saw the son on multiple occasions, having described a little boy sitting on the sink while she was in the shower. Yes. Mm. Yes. However, it wasn't until her younger sister had a frightening experience in the bathroom that she put two and two together. After the star had a few nights of really crazy dreams and really scary things happening in the apartment, Miley Cyrus heard her sister, Noah Cyrus, scream while she was in the shower one night. I run in there, she says, and the water had somehow flipped to hot, Miley said. It wasn't until uh, after that that she realized that the water had changed. The knob had turned, but it hadn't turned by uh, uh, her sister. It, would, it had turned by itself, burning mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> During this experience, <laughs> Miley thought she was. Uh, she saw the little boy on the sink again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, their mom was skeptical at first. But after their aunt returned to the apartment to find all the windows and doors open, despite her leaving them closed and locked, uh, she promptly moved to a Soho hotel. Miley says, I will never stay there ever again. It was terrifying. Mm. You sold it. I wasn't sure it was terrifying until you leaned into the camera and said it. I know. It it helps on a podcast. Yeah. terrifying very it's absolutely extremely extremely terrifying yeah all right is that it greg i don't want to move on too quickly well you know um yeah there was other things i wanted to talk about on the other uh all right eric you're up uh wow (laughs) what 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 is our next story for you eric so i'd just like to say Mm -hmm. scully comes out and says whatever he says yeah worst story of the day Right. Do we also get best dumbest news of the day? There you go. That's I what no he says. Own the dumbest news that, story. No, no, he was just telling Eric what the exact uh, words were. But go ahead. Oh, oh. Could we also get one for best story of the day? Is this the best story of the day? This is the best story. Okay. Don't disappoint me. How many of you ever seen Law and Order before? Great television show. Been on for seventy-five years, I believe. Never. I live it. He does. He does. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Detective. Mm-hmm. So Christopher Melanoma. No, that's Maloney. Chris Maloney. Is he a gubernational candidate? <laughs> oh, God. He is, I think. I'd vote for him. I think he's Loeb's cousin. Loeb? <laughs> he kind of looks like Loeb. He's a good-looking fellow. Yeah. Listen. He recently sold his L.A. home that he'd been in for 10 years for an astounding $5.9 million in an off-market deal to the director, Rawson Marshall Thurber, which many of you may know from Dodgeball, We're the Millers, and the Netflix movie Red Notice. The house had a considerable amount of history behind it and had been home to several high-profile celebrities, including really my probably favorite of all time, Ozzy and Harriet Nelson of 
The Adventures of Har- Ozzy and Harriet. <laughs> the Adventures of who? <laughs> Rozzy and Harriet? Take Hossie, your drink. Hossie, Take your drink. Ozzy and Harriet. And Greg. Okay. Listen. All right. I got a drink to that. Yeah. And, but more importantly, uh-huh. what offspring did they create? They created uh, David Nelson, but more importantly, Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson. Bam. Ricky Nelson. Who then created? Uh, Nelson. The Nelson the twins. Gunner and Matthew and yeah. uh, his, his daughter who starred on the Father Dowling Mysteries. Nerd alert. Tracy. Who Nelson. also. What is that on the Hallmark Channel? Yes. What? what who also are. what, Marty Volley? I don't know. I was hoping you guys had more to the story. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we can go on. Anyways. Um, so. Allegedly, allegedly important to say that. Yep, I, I've learned after being sued a number of times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ozzy Nelson right. began haunting the home after dying at the estate due to liver cancer. Liver cancer. Oh, but he was not a drinker. Stuff. Yeah, it's true. But he was not a drinker. That's why I showed the drink. Mm-hmm. When the house sold after his death, the ownership changed hands multiple times. With reports of doors opening by themselves and model trains running on their own. I get the whole door thing. The model train thing concerns me. Hmm. The haunting apparently continued until 2013 when the pos- when the property was extensively remodeled. Afterwards, Harry's... Nope. Ozzy's spirit <laughs> ceased to make any wow. appearances, but not before it had been reported that the spirit was known to climb into bed with ladies of the home. Come on now, Eric. It's a family show. For a... I'm going to use my words here, not what Greg would say. Let's mm. call it supernatural snuggle. Ooh. In fact, I'm going to hashtag that if anybody wants to go ahead and use that. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag supernatural, supernatural snuggle. Okay. Leaving most very uncomfortable. But even though the show was canceled, the hauntings didn't end there. They continued after he passed away at the age of 69. Um, Ozzy's mm-hmm. restless watchful and at times amorous ghost he had been seen by members of many families in various rooms in the house mm-hmm. the new owners bought the house after he sold it it wasn't long before they heard footsteps faucets and lights turned on and off seeming mm-hmm. to have a life of their own doors would open and close at will by an unseen hand the woman living there also felt a strong loving and obviously sexually exciting presence come on eric in bed several times and it was not the presence of her husband because she could tell the difference she okay i have some photographs you want to pull those up no no let's not family show come on yeah so for those of you under the age of 30 please block your ears after feeling her breasts kissed and fondled. Whoa! What's going on, on here? Eric, you family show. I need a four-letter word for disappointment. Eric. <laughs> it fits. It certainly does. <laughs> Disappointed, Eric. Hey, Eric. You know what? Just don't listen to him. That's the it's, best you had there, Marty. Yeah, I tried to say die on that hill for me. Yeah, I thought. You know what? I I just can't think of anything here. So, 
Words Kathy is hard. says leave Words it for the after show, and I think uh, she's right, Kathy. Thank okay. You. Wow. Yeah. Good. Good. Should we do I it after show? Them. When this is over, should we stay on after the last wrap and answer questions from the audience? Yeah, I think that so. I think we need to explain ourselves. Yeah, okay. that's a yeah. good point, Greg. All right, after show. So stay after tonight's show wraps up and the final note of our theme plays out. Hang in and you get to hear an, a bonus after show. So this show is going to, the, the Paranormal 60 is going to be like a Paranormal 380 at this point. Dave, can I tell my story about um, having some time with a succubus? No, no, Oof. no. That's, that's for the after after show. Yes. Oh, listen. We'll, we'll wait to Cinco de Mile for that one. Yeah. All right. So uh, after she got fondled, let's just move on. Yeah, what happened on. to the family that lived there? They packed up and departed on the spot. That's it. In 1994, a painter who was working inside the house kept hearing footsteps. One day while painting, he felt a strong unseen presence close to his breasts. <laughs> oh, Shut nope. up. Nope. I, two sentences Dave, together. What's that? Dave, did you look at these stories before you uh, allowed them to be read on the... Uh... Listen, the bottom line is, mm-hmm. when he looked over, mm-hmm. he saw a white, misty foam. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he did not. Form. 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 Yeah, it's the time to drink. Time to drink. I hurt my neck. Ow. It wasn't hostile. It was just interested in him like a homeowner would act. Oh, it was sure. enough for him. He quit on the spot, bolted out the front door, never to be seen hmm. again. I might yeah. join him. In the 20 years <laughs> that have passed, which let's be honest, 20 years to those that have passed is probably like a few minutes. The house has changed the house hands many times, and people continue to see ghostly manifestations. Man. All right, we made. Were it we still talking about? Ozzie I don't know Harriet. what we're talking. Yes. I, I lost uh, count. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy's way too amorous. Apparently, apparently all those so. years of being a patriarch of the Nelson clan, he's lost his his spiritual mind. All right, guys, we've got some interesting stories. I promised eerie evidence tonight, and we've got three. Count them three back to back eerie evidence stories. Our first one, I'm gentlemen, as a father, and Eric, I know this. You've had this happen, right? Where you come home and something's banged up or destroyed and you ask the kids and it's, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Right. The kids are never responsible for this activity. Am I right? It's absolutely true. Were we boring Eric? I didn't, were you? Is Greg going to speak again? I I finally get a chance to read a story and you begin yawning. (laughs) No, it's coughing. I apologize. I will be taking applications for new correspondence. (laughs) All right. So here's an interesting story. A dad that was blaming his kid for rolling his toys into his car. But the security camera at home seems to have captured the eerie truth. Every parent knows that accidents happen. And when it is unintentional and harmless, it, it really is nothing to stress over. Nevertheless, we do have those moments, those consequences that need to be paid forward when, when a child is caught doing something or lying to you. However, the mom in this story she wasn't having it. She knew there was something wrong about this claim. So she started watching the ring cameras at their home and she caught this piece of footage. Oh my God. So in the video, 
what you see is the car sitting there and there's this little kid's plastic chair and it goes flying across and hits the front of the car. The mom then pans the camera over to the camera showing the backyard in a totally different part of the yard where the kids are playing. There's nobody there when this chair goes flying. I'll play it one more time for those of you watching at home. Oh my God. So there's eerie evidence number one. Very strange. The mom was able to exonerate the child. They are now looking to press charges on whatever spirit is banging into dad's stuff. How many times can you use that that excuse after you're able to catch a video like that? Uh, let's ask the paranormal detective. Uh, once. Okay, good, thanks. This next piece, this is not a good week for mothers and fathers where it comes to the paranormal world. A mom shares an eerie video of a toddler pointing to the dead girl that he sees in a tree outside. Remember the sixth sense, how, how little Cole Seer would be able to see the dead wherever they were? And it was quite terrifying. Nobody else could see this but Cole Seer. Well, there are those that believe that children are able to see what we cannot. But in their pure hearts, or maybe the just in, inherent innocence is what allows them to see through the veil. There's a theory that spans across several cultures that because of this, they are more receptive to the spirit world. The thought that the veil is much easier for kids to pierce um, because they're freed of burdens of logic, right? And, and reason, which if you've met my children, we can all agree there is no logic or reason in any of my children at all. So they accept that, you know, what they see is at face value. Well, one mom caught her toddler on camera pointing to and talking about something that he was seeing that no one else could. And honestly, after seeing this video, it's pretty hard to believe that he was faking it. Let's take a look. Tree. Honey, there's nobody in the tree. There. You can see somebody? Yeah. I don't, are you sure? I don't see anybody, honey. I see a girl. You see a girl? Yeah. Oh, is she, is she okay? Yeah. What's she doing? Honey, how did... I don't think there's a dead girl in the tree, baby. There's nothing in the tree. Dad, look, see? I see it. Honey, there's nobody in the tree. I see it. You can see her. What does she look like? That's creepy. That was super crazy. It's right? dead. It's dead. It's, it's dead. Is she okay? Yeah, but she's dead. She's just up in the tree. That's, you know, that's one of those things as a parent, you're kind of like questioning the kids. You don't want to lead them, but can you explain to me the child uh, yeah. as, as the detective of our group? Was she, was she leading the witness? Do you feel Greg, or was she just asking questions to allow him to tell her the story? So she wasn't leading the witness per se, but she did say something unusual. Is she okay? And I've, I find that that was an interesting line of questioning as they're just talking about it. Uh, the, uh, the video is kind of interesting also because you can't see the child and you don't know whether that voice is really coming from the child. Oh, here we or go. Whether this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, so I, anyway, all right, I'll shut up. 
No, Greg, no, that's no, a good I, point. I, 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 wow. Yeah. Gosh. Greg, Marty, I, that, that, that was a well-thought-out point, too, Marty. Thanks. I, 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 just, <laughs> I, I just feel I feel for Greg. Thank you, Marty. I'm just trying to point out I know, that yeah. when you're looking at paranormal evidence, something like that, you know, right. not that anybody has ever tried to trick anybody in the paranormal before. Right. I think now that the video, I, having been around kids enough, I've seen them do and say weird stuff like that. And that's kind of the yes. same tonality. It's very strange, but that's not all this week. A dad was creeped out oh. this week as a two-year-old seems to be waving to an unseen force in his room. It's no secret, again, that children have this kind of uncanny ability to see things that not all of us can. Take, for instance, how we've seen one child previously told his mom about his past life, which we've talked about on the show. We just saw the little boy pointing to what he believed was a dead girl in the tree. And now another tot has left their parents spooked, as they believe they caught him waving at the ghost of what they hope is his dead great-grandmother. Jamie Bonnet initially thought that his two-year-old son, Loki Bonnet, was simply pointing at a lampshade as he tried to settle him to sleep in his and Stacy's bed earlier this month. However, footage of the evening shows that the little boy is looking puzzled before his, breaks, his face breaks out into a big grin of recognition, and he starts waving at an empty corner of the room and laughing. Loki then starts repeating and saying hi as his dad, Jamie, laughs and asks, who are you saying hi to? And again, they think it might be the great-grandmother who is very close with little Loki, but they're not exactly certain. Here's the video, and you can judge for yourself. I love the look on the father's face as he yeah. keeps looking over the shoulder and he's like, who are you waving to? And then yeah. Loki, stop it. Loki, yeah. stop freaking daddy out. But yeah. that little kid, it's you can tell he's very cute. But when he lays down that night vision, his eyes go like they're jet black with like a white pupil. And that yeah. Joker smile spreads across his face. He's very cute. Uh, it is very strange. An interesting piece of video. Again, the 30-year-old has since revealed that he thinks Loki saw his dead great-grandmother, Isabel Mathers, who he was very close to. She just died recently at the age of 87 this year. He claims that Loki is very shy and never says hello to anyone except immediate family members. And Isabel did tell him that she'd be looking out for them from the afterlife. Stacy, 25, says she finds it comforting to think that Isabel is watching over them. But Tesco worker Jamie admits he was so creeped out that he bought a nightlight to sleep with for a few days afterwards and kept it on the highest setting. So this is a perfect example, along with the other video, of the way that parents will groom their children to not believe in the paranormal. Right. There's, right. No, no. there's nobody in the tree. Right. Uh, there's nobody there, honey. 
it's it's really interesting on how we are um you know psychologically manipulated as children mm-hmm. that our parents don't believe what we're experiencing and we then eliminate those things that we could potentially be seeing yeah uh, you're imagining it. Right now. yeah you're well, just imagining it so you cut that out what if yeah. parents were more supportive right would, would they ever lose right. their ability because they've been told no for so many years that's right that's that it would be really interesting to to try to get parents to not uh do that sort of thing not suppress that and just continue on with the dialogue of what are they doing what are they saying and use that child as a medium uh as you would anything else but eh, wow paranormal pixie says that's a great point greg thank you i hate to admit that she's right i agree can we mark it down on the calendars greg made a good point tonight can we get a t-shirt for that i like it hey guys before we go breaking news josh gates explorer lecturer and TV personality was in Pennsylvania this week doing a live program when he finally admitted that uh, Dave Schrader is better looking. And you don't believe me? You think this is just a game? Let's ask the man himself. Josh Gates, am I better looking than you? Yes, Dave, you are absolutely correct. He's not the kind of guy to lie. So there you have it. You've got it. You've got it. The Paranormal 60 is now at uh, Paranormal 90 almost. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Remember, if you want to stay for the after show and you have questions, you just continue to put the questions up and we'll answer them. But we have to sign off now and say goodnight. And then we will get uh, get to the after party for the rest of you. So thank you all for tuning in and spending some time with us here on the uh, supernatural and paranormal news that we bring to you every Friday. We will be back next week live from Texas. And we're going to have a special show where we might be doing Cinco de Mayo stuff while we're reporting the news where all four of us are involved this time. And maybe we can, maybe we can get Greg to drink some adult beer (laughs) for the event. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. And remember, join us here on Monday as we go in search of the Skinwalker Ranch and a tear in the sky. We're going to talk about UFOs, aliens, and the Skinwalker Ranch That's Monday, right here on the Paranormal 60.